0: Chapter Thirty Nine of Life at the Zoo by Charles John Cornish. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Thirty Nine A Year at the Zoo. The report of the Council of the Zoological Society for the sixty fourth year of the existence of its gardens in Regent's Park will be read with interest by those whose curiosity extends beyond the menagerie, which they see, to its management, which is unseen the public are only dimly aware of their debt to dr Schleider, the honorary secretary of the zoological society and to mr bartlett and his son managers of the gardens and the glimpse of a twelve-month history animal personal and financial of one of the most pleasing and popular outdoor institutions of london explains much that is not at first obvious on a visit to the zoo among the most evident improvements of recent years is the great and growing beauty of the gardens the fine turf and flowers and the other amenities which apart from the interest inseparable from the natural history collections have made possible in the precincts occupied by the society a nearer counterpart of the outdoor life enjoyed in the gardens of continental capitals than anywhere else in the metropolis the explanation of this as well as of the curious and interesting details of the maintenance of a menagerie of two thousand four hundred and thirteen birds beasts and reptiles of all kinds and sizes from the african elephant and indian rhinoceros down to the tiny lemmings and the last litter of dingo puppies is to be found in the financial report for the year it is a unique document and deserves attentive study those whose custom it is to buy paper packets of broken bread and buns duly labeled food for the animals at the refreshment stalls or who know from experience that there is hardly any creature there from the hippopotamus to the smallest monkey which disdains to eat a raisin will be astonished at the quantity and variety of the solid nutriment which has to be provided yearly for six hundred and fifty beasts one thousand three hundred and ninety one birds and three hundred and sixty six reptiles though those more conversant with the powers of consumption of stock in an ordinary farmyard would probably hesitate to take a feeding contract at a lower figure the year's cost for provisions consumed in the gardens is a little under four thousand pounds 105 loads of clover 153 loads of meadow hay 130 quarters of oats and 340 quarters of bran may be put down roughly as the quantity of vegetable food required for the large antelopes elephants zebras and wild sheep bread and milk are almost as safe a diet for most animals as for human beings and five thousand quarterns of bread and six thousand quarts of milk represent the quantity of this wholesome food consumed at the zoo most of the insect eating birds many monkeys and certain snakes and lizards are egg eaters and nineteen thousand eggs probably account for twice that number of breakfasts supplied to the smaller occupants of the houses the large carnivora of which the collection contains so many and such fine examples require stronger food and are not stinted in their supply the figures in this case suggest some interesting reflections on the ravages said to be due to wild beasts among flocks and game no doubt these creatures notably wolves and wild dogs occasionally destroy more than they require to satisfy their hunger but usually a lion or a tiger kills one animal and feeds upon it so long as it lasts after which it kills another victim and no more the total of carcasses eaten by all the lions tigers bears hyenas wolves leopards and other large carnivora in the gardens during the year amounts to two hundred and thirty horses and a hundred and fifty-two goats if the number consumed in captivity bears any proportion to the loss of cattle caused by these creatures when wild the reports of natives must be much exaggerated the fishmonger's bill is naturally a heavy one when not only seals otters and sea lions which will eat nothing else but also numbers of piscivorous birds and even the polar bears have to be provided with fresh flounders whiting and conger eels daily thirty six thousand pounds of whiting ten thousand pounds of rough fish six hundred and thirty quarts of shrimps and two thousand pounds of flounders were consumed by the seals and other aquatic creatures the live gudgeons whose pursuit and capture form the daily excitement of the penguins in their glass-fronted tank do not appear in the list of food provided any more than the army of mice and rats and dozens of live frogs which frolic behind the scenes in the snake-house Unhonored in their lives their deaths are unrecorded or figure darkly among miscellaneous expenses the fact is that the rearing of tame mice and rats and the capture and purveyance of live frogs is an interesting and unexplored side industry of London life breeding mice and white rats is an easy and lucrative addition to small incomes carried on in backyards and attics the frogs which are genuine wild animals are captured by special emissaries employed by the dealers who go round to the mouse farms and froggeries and collect the creatures just as the poultrymen make their rounds to country farms and cottages the zoo is by no means the largest customer to the trade which relies mainly on the biologists for its steady demand fruit is almost as necessary as fish at all seasons in the gardens and no visitor can have failed to notice the daintily arranged dessert of sliced bananas grapes dates and apples which is served up to the rarer monkeys and fruit-eating birds thirteen thousand oranges two thousand pounds of grapes one thousand two hundred pounds of dates and two hundred pounds of raisins and currants represent the fruiterer's bill the greengrocer comes last with two thousand six hundred and forty one bunches of tares four thousand five hundred bunches of greens and two thousand six hundred bundles of cress. cherries onions melons marrows bananas and figs vary the bill of fare which we may close with a solid item of a hundred and thirty nine hundred weight of carrots and nearly two tons of ground nuts to provide for the welfare of its animal pensioners, its works and repairs, its gardens, and to assist in the valuable scientific inquiries into animal structure carried out in the prosector's department, the society employs, under the direction of the superintendent and his assistant, a head keeper, 22 keepers, a prosector's assistant, clerks, a head gardener, twenty-three helpers in the menagerie twelve gardeners artisans firemen messengers and a butcher in all nearly one hundred persons at the society's rooms in hanover square the publication of the zoological record containing a complete summary of all the zoological inquiries of the year throughout the world costs annually about four hundred and fifty pounds the last and not the least interesting item in the list of expenditures is that of eight hundred forty three pounds nineteen shillings sixpence for the cost and carriage of animals five hundred pounds of which represents the money paid for the young hippopotamus whose comfortable figure and complacent demeanour have been not the least attraction of the gardens during the season twenty three thousand eight hundred and fifty five pounds has been the total cost of the zoo for the year eighteen ninety two this is covered by receipts of twenty five thousand nine hundred and sixty eight pounds the form in which these moneys were received is perhaps less unusual than the items of expenditure but it includes one considerable source of income which would scarcely be expected fares for rides on the elephants and camels reach the respectable amount of six hundred and six pounds seventeen shillings four pence a sum which seems nearly constant in the recent annual records of the zoo admissions to the garden reached thirteen thousand nine hundred and eighty one pounds an increase of two hundred and seventy two pounds over last year and the subscriptions of fellows of the society amount to over six thousand pounds which represents roughly the sum in which the public after paying their entrance fees are indebted to the society lastly the assets at regent's park and in the offices at hanover square are valued at seventy thousand pounds including one estimate of twenty one thousand five hundred and forty two pounds for the animals in the menagerie and another of fifteen thousand six hundred pounds for the unrivalled library of zoology owned by the society with the exception of the young hippopotamus which in bulk at least is a substantial addition to the assets of the society the arrivals in the gardens were more than counterbalanced by the losses during the year the obituary of the last giraffe has already been given and it is interesting to notice that the report corroborates the fear there expressed that for the present there is no hope of obtaining a successor Owing to the closure of the Sudan by the Mahdists, we read, the supply of this and other large African animals, which were formerly obtained via Kassala and Sukhem, has ceased, and so far as can be ascertained, there are now no living giraffes in the European market. Among the other deaths recorded are those of a lioness, a male cheetah, two common zebras, an ard wolf, and a Beatrix antelope more than sixty monkeys also succumbed to the intense cold of the winter on the other hand a large and varied progeny of young creatures was born in the gardens during the year and many hundreds of birds animals and reptiles were presented to the society by donors of all ranks and conditions from the queen whose gigantic ostrich occupies the empty giraffe-house to the public schoolboy with a taste for natural history whose donation of a couple of yellow-bellied toads brought carefully to the gardens in his coat-pocket is duly acknowledged in close proximity to the gift of her majesty the queen end of chapter thirty nine end of life at the zoo notes and traditions of the regent's park gardens by charles john cornish